Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Wade Looking, Bill. Former Hawkeye coming up here in about oh, five minutes or so. We'll get the Wade preview tonight's Michigan State-Iowa game. Six o'clock tip for that one. You can hear the game down the hall. If you don't have Peacock, where the television, well, it's not television, where the stream yes. will be uh, available. Uh, News Radio 1040 WHO has the call of that one. Or at Wellman's tonight. Or at Wellman's, where there's going to be a game watch. The folks at Circa are, are in town. Trent's going to be over there. Wellman's uh, in West Des Moines starting at 6 o'clock. Some giveaways, sign-up opportunities. But um, go on out. If you're looking for a place to watch it, Wellman's will have the televisions streaming the Peacock. <laughs> yes. Is it getting Very right? easy, right? Yeah, it's just... A different world that we live in. And yep. I'm going to do a instant reaction podcast right afterwards Are as you? well with Locked On Hawkeye. So I'll do that right after did a wrap-up. Did you up. do one earlier this morning? Did. Did a preview, preview? one with uh, my buddy Matt Sheehan on Michigan State. So What was his takeaway on tonight's game? Well, he has a little bit of... Uh, a little frustration from last year's game in Carver, the way that that one oh went. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> How awesome was that game? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we had some fun with that one. But, yeah, Peyton Sanford is living in the minds of Spartan fans is after that, that one a season ago. Did you, I never heard Peyton Sanford speak. Oh, really? Until uh, he was asked about Caitlin Clark. Oh, yeah. Uh, late last week. Um, if basketball doesn't work out... He's clearly got an opportunity yeah. in radio. I mean, dude's got some pipes. He does, absolutely. You could see him on the set in Big Ten Network here yeah, in a couple I of years, couldn't you? That, right? Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. I think that'd be uh-huh. probably a, a good spot after his basketball career stops. Yeah. He's absolutely got that opportunity. Maybe he's got, he could have bigger fish to fry, though, too. Uh, hopefully for his sake. Uh, just just uh, <laughs> real quick before we get to Wade, uh, Fran McCaffrey was not asked about his um, expiration date when it comes to coaching, mm-hmm. but he but he made it clear that he's not retiring anytime soon. Yeah. Was not asked that question, but uh, but answered it, so he made sure he got that uh, as part of the answer. Um, good. Yeah. I, I like him. Well, and it's, it's something that's been speculated about. With Just timing, the timing, and the fact that there seems to be a little bit of well, Jack not going to Iowa. Sure, sure. That I think really set mm-hmm. the wheels in motion with a lot of speculation. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But right. all right, does this make sense? A kid going into a senior year, he's mm-hmm. already announced he's not going to Iowa. What's up with that? Is it just he saw what his brothers went through and didn't want to deal with that? Apathy setting in in the program right. too is big, and we've definitely seen those ticket numbers, and we've uh-huh. talked about that in the past. So you have that. He's oh, getting older. Wasn't it good to see the building slammed yes. on Saturday against Wisconsin? And the players, to a man, mm-hmm. said how much that helped them get over the hump and put it in the win column. And almost pleading, begging, yes. please come back. We have more of these. <laughs> right. Now, this week is going to make it, I think, a little more difficult. You go to Sparty, a house of horse. Mm-hmm. East Lansing has not been a great place nope. for Iowa. Though they had a chance last year, too. They lost by two. And was it Sanford that had that shot late in the game? I don't remember. They did the play that Fred loves to draw up where they inbound from, well, they usually see it from the near sideline, and then back to the back corner, and you get the double-staggered screen back there, and he got Sanford a shot, and he kind of bobbled it on his way up, like clicking your memory at all yeah, with that, yeah, and it just didn't go down, or they would have won in East Lansing a year ago. So maybe there's something there. You know, lately... This is not the Alford days where they go in there and get run right, out. Right. Or even early McCaffrey, even good teams. Mm-hmm. They played a lot better against Michigan well, State did, here. I see something they've won four out of the last five. Is that what it is? Yeah. Apparently, I mean, not all of them over there, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they've had some success against Izzo as of late. All right. The most realistic path. So I, I 
dug around with the numbers. Bart Torvik, another one of those analytics sites you hear me cite from time to time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can go in and put in win-loss and then spit out what you would be as it pertains to the NCAA tournament. If Iowa wins the next four to five, leaving the Big Ten tournament aside, they would be the last team in the bracket, at least Mm. according to the simulation. Winning four out of five, meaning beating Illinois at least once. Yep. Beating Michigan State. Beating Penn State. And then probably winning at Northwestern. Yep. I can't see this team winning. It's going to be tough. 3.2% chance of making the NCAA tournament right Mm -hmm. now from his projection system. There's a glimmer of hope. But even getting there, even going three and two of this stretch would be quality wins. I mean, you'd be probably adding two more quad one victories to your resume, and you're up to three. You're still going to be on the outside looking. You're still, and it's not about going to Indian winning a game. At minimum, you're have right, to get to the right, semifinals. Right. Yep, I agree. Maybe even to the championship and, game and, help, and, and get some help. At that point, just yeah, win the look at, thing, right? Look, there's going to be postseason. We've, we yeah, we yeah. feel that way. It's just not going to be the postseason. Look, Josh Dix is is, is really coming on. Mm-hmm. He's been a difference maker da- down the stretch for this team. Cricky and Freeman have to stay out of foul trouble tonight, which is easier said than done, right? You're on the road. Mm-hmm. Izzo's going to be working these dudes like nobody's business <laughs> right. because that's what he does. Uh, Freeman was phenomenal uh, on Saturday against Wisconsin. That was a big game for him. Number one next season, it starts at the top with Owen Freeman. You have to do everything that you can to keep him around because you don't think his handlers, his old AAU mm. coaches, high school coaches, family. There's going to be opportunities. There have been some phone calls about Owen Freeman. There's going to be some opportunities. I mean, you can't turn on a Big Ten Network broadcast <laughs> regardless if I was playing or not. Uh-huh. And when freshmen come up, it starts with him. He's won nine Freshman of the Week honors. Second most ever mm-hmm. in Big Ten history. He's going to be the second Hawkeye the first since Jess Settles to be named Big Ten Freshman of the Year. I mean, how long ago did Jess Settles play? Well, that was the early 90s. Early 90s. It's a long time It's been ago. a long time, and Owen Freeman's going to knock the... But you're right, Trent. There, there's going to be um, suitors for Owen Freeman. Perkins has to keep doing what he's been doing. Can't get frustrated. Peyton Sanford's got to knock... The, you need to play... You need everybody to play. <laughs> you can't have an off night. No foul trouble for Freeman. Cricky guards somebody, make the shots when you have an opportunity to do so. Patrick McCaffrey continues to, or is going to have to continue rather, to play like he's played uh, the last couple of games. Seems to be comfortable coming uh, off the bench. Uh, his days of starting are over. They should be, and uh, it certainly sounds as though uh, they are. So um, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. But we'll just sit back and watch it unfold. Wade Lookingbill is going to join us. In fact, he's with us right now. Wade, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. Good to speak with you. Good to see Carver banged out for the Wisconsin game on Saturday. Wade, the players noticed it, uh, appreciated it, and said that they fed off it. uh, And that, uh, in part, carried them to victory. Fans in the building can go a long way, can't they? It really does. Hey, thanks for having me on. It it was a good atmosphere. I I thought it was really good. I, I was at the Purdue game, you know, a month, six, a month or six weeks ago, and that was a good atmosphere too. It just that that, that the score was not that close, so that it, it didn't give the fans a chance to cheer throughout the game. But I, I think that's one of the things with Carver, and you and we've talked about it. You know, it needs upgraded. It it needs some some polishing. But if you can have a better product, if if you have a restaurant and it's a rundown, ugly hmm. building, it's fallen down. But you have really good food. People are going to go to that restaurant, and I think the same thing holds true with Carver and men's basketball in Iowa. If you can improve your product, people will come to the game. 
Ken brought up in the uh, post-game press conference that Ray McCaffrey brought up you know, his future and something that has been speculated Monday's about. press conference. Mon- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one uh, leading up to the game today. And with it, it's something that wasn't brought up by a media member, but it's been out there. Uh, how important is that in a recruiting class that looks really good next year? And maybe for the fan base to say, look, he's going to be here, and it's time to embrace him, embrace this team, and, and help this team. How important do you think that was for Fran to do that and trying to, I guess, bring the fan base back closer to it? I I think it's huge, and I, and, I, and I don't know the ins and outs of his contract and how many years he has left. I don't know if they really, contracts really even matter that much anymore, but if you look at how this team plays, and, and they have warts and they have issues, but, but they play pretty hard every game, right? And, you know, Tony Perkins has a cope year he could use. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick McCaffrey now, I think, is talking more about coming back mm-hmm. for his final year. And, okay. and, 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 and he's a piece. He's yeah. a piece. You know, he has moments where he gets 20 points a game, and he looks terrific. Um, I think he's much better coming off the bench like they've been playing him, which, which I think it helps him mentally, helps the team. Mix in the freshmen. You know, they're going to lose Ben Cricky, probably going to lose a couple kids to, to transfer. If they can bring some kids in, they're going to be okay. And, and Fran's 63, which is not old in the in, in the coaching world anymore, but um, they got to start, you know, improving their product. And I don't know if that's a transfer or, or moving moving off some kids, but, but they're close. They're not, you know, getting beat by 20 points every game, but once in a while, but they just, they, they got to play well and it starts tonight. Uh, Harding had that little spurt in the middle of the game the other day. He was terrific. I thought Josh Dix, boy, Dix is playing his best basketball. We understand it, right? He was going to, he had to get over that injury and it was a surprise. He was on the floor as quick as he was. He finally had an entire off season to work on his game in advance of coming back for his sophomore campaign. Boy, his light has not only gone on, but it's shining bright. Uh, what a benefit to that roster having Josh Dix on the floor and playing the way he is. He is he is so good in that mid range game where he fades back and 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 Josh Dix is he's almost six five he's he's a bigger kid than you think he can handle it you know he rises up has good lifts kind of fades back makes the shot almost unblockable he's been so much better once they inserted him in the starting lineup I, I think it's both helped him play better I think it's helped Patrick McCaffrey mm-hmm. play better just that. Whether whether it's that mentality that I'm going to come in at the at the six minute mark, you don't have to worry about starters minutes. Um, I think they both have benefited greatly. We see Brock Harding come in early in the game on Saturday against Wisconsin. He was in there what three four minutes into the game and running the point. He plays nine minutes as many as he's had in about a month. Going back to the game at Indiana when he played eleven in that one, knocked down a three pointer. He's got to be able to do that. Couple assists. It just is crisper when he's out there at times offensively what they can do. We know there's liabilities on the other end. Brock Harding, how many more minutes do you want to see per game basis here the rest of the season knowing that you got to know what you got there at the point guard spot for the future? I think I think that 8 to 12 a game mm-hmm. is is what he should get. You know, um that shot it just he's he's going to have to work on it. It's going to have to get better. Where it's changed too is 2 months ago he he penetrate they would come towards him, stop, and he and he'd throw that lob to Owen Freeman, and now they just let Brock dribble as close as he wants to the basket because they're stopping that lob because they have tape on him now. But he brings something that Iowa really doesn't have, whether it's toughness or a little bit of 
get under your skin type of thing. But I think right now, eight to twelve minutes for him is enough. I think the same thing with Price Stanford. Mm-hmm. You know, Price can score, and he and, and, and he's six seven. You know, he he brings some size off that bench, where he could shut down guys maybe that because of the lack of size that that Brock Harding can't. Mm-hmm. Wade Looking Bill is our guest. Wade, think back. You were uh, at the Breslin Center. It was new uh, when uh, in in your Hawkeye yeah. career. I heard you guys talking about that. I, I I thought my senior year was the first year. Okay, the, I should check that. I think it was ninety two, ninety three year. So when, I played in there once. Okay, so when you think back, was it a was? Did you consider? Wow, this is a palace. I mean, it's thirty five years old now, yeah, right? I never, uh, you, what What was your first thought when you saw it? Well. So, so when we went there, that was the first game back after losing Chris, yeah. losing Chris Street. So right. everything was a little different, sure. just unique. But that was the first brand new arena we had played in the in the Big Ten. You know, I had Williams Arena is 100 years old. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Every Hall 75 years old. Um, I played at Ohio State when they still had St. John's Arena, so that was old. Um, Purdue is an older facility. So there weren't these new arenas. So this was the first new arena in the Big Ten, and we just joked it was it was the house that Magic built mm-hmm. because it was state of the art, it was mm-hmm. shiny, it was new, and that added a little bit more when we won that game. Obviously, with the Chris Street thing was the main focus, but just to be Michigan State in their kind of shiny new building, it was it was pretty cool. It's a great environment. The students are right there on the court. And we kind of look at the future of Carver and what it can be, and if it's not a new building, how you can impact that. But they got it right there at Michigan State. Now, the other component, students actually got to show up. And there's that culture at Michigan State where the students want to be there. It's a fun environment. How can you build that at Iowa? I know they've tried for decades now to make that happen. It just it hasn't clicked for whatever reason. What can be done at Iowa to make a, a student section like you have at the Breslin Center? I think I think the thing that will turn it the quickest is just to improve your product. If you start winning games and maybe you don't beat Purdue, but maybe you lose at the buzzer against Purdue and maybe you upset Indiana and all of a sudden you got some excitement going, I think that's the quickest way to turn that around. And it, it does need upgrades. You know, it needs a fresh coat of paint to say the least. But in the short run, improve your product, make your restaurant better have better food, yeah. people will come. Yeah. Not, uh, that they, not, not that the food's bad or not that Iowa basketball is bad. It, it's just kind of okay, mm-hmm. you know, but they're really close. Again, I, I think there's going to be some changes in the roster. I don't think it's any big secret, and they have to get a transfer or two, probably two, because they have to find – I love Ben Crickey. I love Ben Crickey, but even at Valpo, he, he was not a great rebounder. Nope. No. That's what they really needed this offseason. They didn't get it. They got to go find that next year. With with that, you look at next year's roster. You bring in two really talented front court players. Cooper Koch comes in, Jared Koch's son, along with the Tajo kid that at least on three has ranked as a top forty player and just an incredible athlete, a plus defender, a plus rebounder. All right, you got that set. What do you need in the backcourt then? We like Dix. We like Sanford. We'll see if Harding can be the guy or Bowen, whatever it is. If you're shopping in the portal, if you will, and you're looking for another guard, what kind of guard would you be looking for first? You gotta find somebody that has is is better off the dribble. You know mm-hmm. that's what that's what basketball really at, at any level, high school, college, or the NBA, you have to be able to create a shot with eight seconds left in the shot clock because that's almost that's almost every other possession at the least. That's what you get down to. And Tony Perkins is pretty good at that. You know, Peyton's pretty good. 
Brock Harding's got a chance to drive and dish, but you got to get a, an athletic two that can create his own shot. But then every school needs that. Every school wants that. Right. So it, it makes it really hard. Uh, I want to ask you just a, a basketball coach-player uh, question, if you will, Wade. What do you think um, the players at St. John's are going through right now with Wade Patino is throwing them under the bus uh, every which, with every loss? He's not holding back. He's accepting no blame. I'm not sure you're up to speed on this story, but it's just um, I just I'm sh- I'm shocked that this is the path that he's choosing to take. Well. You know why he's saying that? Because he, will, I, I think, I think he wants everybody to leave. I, I, <laughs> he's running them off. Yeah, there's no way a, a coach of that magnitude and that level. I mean, arguably, you know, great college coach, pretty good NBA coach. Okay, there's no way he would say those comments if he didn't have kind of an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. I think he wants everybody to leave so he can bring in new kids, I, or, or at least some of them. You know, because yeah. That's just <laughs> that's just not a nice thing to say. No. Like he tried to backtrack a little bit today, or actually maybe he didn't. He, he, I, I saw the quote as I, I stand by what I said. I think he's trying to get rid of kids, and that's how you do it nowadays. Is you just make really outlandish statements, and then the kids see the writing on the wall, and they go somewhere else, mm-hmm. and they, and then you try to reload here in the off season. Because he got that job late. I don't think he had a lot of time last year to get in the portal and turn it like he wanted to. Um, but that's why he's saying those things. He wants those guys to leave. It's, it, it, it is the new era of college basketball. It's, college basketball is more like a professional sport than it ever was. And if he could have kept AJ Store around, <laughs> we'd be having a different yeah, conversation. Yeah. I think yeah. we'd be yeah. talking about the Johnnies in a different Gary. one. Yeah. Oh. He, but but then he might not be coming back. Yeah. He can go test the draft waters. I mean, mm-hmm. he's an athlete, and you know he doesn't shoot it great. But who does anymore? You know, different environment. Hey, looks like we're probably looking at six, maybe seven, probably six teams in the NCAA tournament from the Big Ten. Outside of Purdue, who are you confident with even getting to the second weekend? Mm. Yeah, and Purdue's got warts too. They do. <laughs> On Sunday, I mean, if if Fletcher Lawyer's just okay, and and they, you know, Zach goes seven of fifteen from the line, they could get bounced in the second mm-hmm. round. Um, I see. I still think Wisconsin's going to figure it out. I, I I think the way they play almost is better for the NCAA tournament because they're they're not scouted as much as as they are now in the Big Ten, where everybody sees the same stuff and and just. Just the way they can play slow, and they can play a little bit faster now. I like them. I think Illinois has elite eight type of talent, but they also got some guys that you kind of scratch your head. Um, and then there's Michigan State. Yeah. You know, every March, yep. like you know, they don't have they don't have a kid that's probably going to get drafted. Maybe maybe Walker, Walker. get drafted, yeah. but but they got dudes, and they they don't rebound great, they don't shoot it great, but there's something about them as a seventh seed in March that makes you kind of take your pen or your pencil, however you do it, and try to circle them into the Sweet 16. Last thing for me, Wade, um, going back to your playing career, do you remember Izzo on on Heathcote's bench? I mean, did he have a prominent role, did he? Who's this leprechaun over here? Yep, yep. (laughs) Is that what it was? Yeah. He used to kind of laugh, you know, we used to laugh at who's the little short, crazy guy. <laughs> actually, done, you know, because you don't know who those guys are. But right. I, 
And you guys, I, I think he was a grad. I think he maybe even went to Michigan State. Was a I don't think he has ever been a coach at another school besides Michigan State. Exactly. It's really quite a story. And, um, you know, he's had some ups and downs this year, but, you know, they're going to be a seven seed, and, and who's ever the two seed in that region is mm-hmm. not going to be excited nope. about that. Nope. Good stuff. Wade looking, Bills, we take a look at the Hawks. Wade, uh, as always, thank you. We'll impose, uh, we will impose on you again next week. Thank you, Wade. Anytime. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yep. Good to talk to you. Wade looking, Bill, former Hawk. So you remember him on the bench, Trent? <laughs> Vaguely or vividly? Vaguely, yeah. 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 And, and probably it's more seeing old pictures and it kind of okay, yeah. triggered in that, oh yeah, that guy. You know, something like that. But he went to Northern Michigan. That's where he went to school. Mm-hmm. And was an assistant. Didn't even play there. Was just an assistant coach, a student mm-hmm. assistant. And then went right from college to Michigan State and as an assistant. And he anointed him, did yes. he not? I mean, that was the guy mm-hmm. he handpicked yes. to be his successor. And the heir apparent he was taking over. And I remember at the time, a lot of... Are we sure Jed Heathcote, who... I mean, his tenure limped to a close. I think fair to say... That should he be the guy that's allowed to pick his successor? Right. Yeah, interesting. And obviously it did happen, and it's worked out incredibly well. Yeah. But you're kind of looking at the end. His uh, final seasons, they didn't go to a Sweet 16 over his final five years. Made the tournament four out of five years down the stretch, but second round exit, second round exit, second round exit, first round exit. It was just, hmm. well, had a lot of feeling to Dr. Tom just yeah, a couple years previous. Good, good one. Running out of steam, national championship with Magic in that last year. Just couldn't get back to that level. And though he had built it back up, it just didn't get there with, what, Sean Respert and Eric Snow and those groups. And there were a lot of people that said, um, we're not so sure, very quickly. They got the Flint Rocks, <laughs> Mateen Cleese, Mo Pete, yeah. and a national championship. Oh, man, what a year that was. Mm-hmm. Coming up on 12.30, we'll take a time Two out. best teams in the country played in the uh, league. They eight. did, they did. There's no question. Um, I totally agree with you. And Izzo, Dyer, and I had him on. Now, I guess he knew he was on Des Moines radio, so he's going to say nice things mm-hmm. about Iowa State. And he prefaced it by saying that I know that people are going to take it this way, that I'm on in Des Moines, and I'm going out of my way to praise Iowa State. But And I'm paraphrasing what he said, mm-hmm. but I genuinely believe that our toughest game in the tournament was the game against the Cyclones. Well, and then they got Wisconsin in the Final Four, the eight-seed Wisconsin team. That was Dick Bennett. They were awful. And what was that, like 53-41, I think, was the final in that score, game. Yeah. It was hideous, and then went on and won the national championship yep. against a pretty was it, depleted Carolina team. But that aside, um, and it's interesting you say that because it reminds me of last night watching Van Pelt after Iowa State wraps up. What does Calvin Sampson do right away? What did he say? Talk about Iowa State. Did he? Yes, and talk about the respect that they have mm-hmm. for them and what mm-hmm. Otzelberger does and, mm-hmm. and the program. Kind of the same kind of thing in the equation there. you got another Hall of Famer. Singing your praises here. Iowa State, I, I get it. And I, I talked to a couple of my buddies, and they were frustrated last night. I get it. After a loss, that's going to happen as a fan. Big picture-wise, I might have been, walked away with more respect for Iowa State last night than some of the wins that they've had here over the course mm-hmm. of the month. They're walking into an ambush. Yes, absolutely. And you get drilled early in the game. You're uh-huh. down, and they come back. Uh-huh. And they have opportunities. Just kept chipping away. Couldn't get, get over the hump, nope. obviously. Never took the lead in the game. But they didn't fold. And that was a lot of means. Jamal Shedd. Right, yeah. The player of the year was making plays. But God, he was good last night. If your takeaway from last night, take away the Cardinal and Gold Glasses and just look at this big picture-wise to walk into that environment. Mm-hmm. We stacked everything up against you early, 
and you had a fighting chance with five minutes to play, you did. that is a big win. It's yes. not a win in the win column, but it is a win overall. This team, and stop with, is this a Sweet 16 team? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a tournament. It's one and done. Anything can happen. We get that. You need to be setting your sights even higher with this Iowa couldn't State Couldn't agree team. with you more, Trent. I couldn't agree with you more. It'll be a disappointment, I think, if this is not a second weekend oh, team. Absolutely. I really do. Yeah. I mean, that's where the bar's set with this squad. This is a terrific team. I mean, Lipsy's not going to shoot one for eight. Right. And, and turn it over six times. And turn it over six times. But again, he's not going to be guarded by Shed game in and game out. <laughs> Which will help. <laughs> this guy was unbelievable last night. Good God, he was. That game was fun to watch. Um, Book Shambi, Fran Fischilla, they had the right crew there. Mm-hmm. Boy, I like Book Shambi. I do too. He's so deep. Oh, you hated him when he started up over at Marquee. And I like him a lot now. I know you I do. Like I told you to give it a little time. Yeah, and I did. And I, I was uh, the thing I hated most is they made him wear a shirt and tie the first couple of years at the oh, marquee. Uh, what did the Cubs do? Well, this, we'll save this for Cappy. This yeah. time tomorrow, Cappy's going to. Did you see the two bumps that they signed? Oh, no. I mean, I've never even I've heard of them. <laughs> two bumps. Two bumps. Oh, no. These guys aren't going to be on the roster. Sign, uh, do something. We'll talk to Cappy. I bet you that's Cappy's take. I look forward to that. Speaking of baseball, I want to throw a couple of baseball numbers at you when we come back. I'm all for it. I'm so ready for the season, aren't you? I'm getting there. Oh, my gosh. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. You know, Hawkeye. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Fans, if you are uh, looking to watch uh, tonight's Michigan State-Iowa game with a bunch of like-minded folks, uh, Wellman's in West Glen. They have a game watch going in, uh, going on. Rather, our friends at Circa are going to be there. Trent's going to be there. He'll do his Locked On podcast after the uh, game uh, finishes up. But um, specials, I know that uh, they've got some things going on. If you're looking to watch the game tonight, maybe sign up, uh, get a Circa account. Uh, there'll be some folks from Circa in attendance to help you through that process. Wellman's tonight, 6 o'clock tip, Michigan State Hawks. Yeah, put up the little money in that account and get ready. Starting to look. Final four odds are out now at Circa. They have those, not just to win the national championship, to get to the final four. Those is, have been fun to is peruse. Is there a team you don't have that you want? <sighs> well, one's dead, Memphis. Yeah, I, I, Remember when I I really sold you on Memphis, too. And I they, don't think I followed you down that path. Thank goodness, because ever since then, they have been absolutely I'll brutal. trade you some K-State for some Memphis. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'll hold on to Memphis because maybe they'll win the conference tournament, at least get in there, but jeez. I bought I bought Tang, and, and uh, I'm not a fan. Well, how about Michigan State tonight? What would it take for you to, to make the Final Four? For Sparty? For Sparty? Tyson Walker's outstanding. The rest oh, of the crew earlier this year was not. I know. I They're know. playing better. Malik yes. Hall? Yes. Malik Hall's a really good player. Now, Hogard always plays terrible against Iowa. 
He's been brutal mm-hmm. in his career against Iowa. So Why he'll do you say the center's name is Saseko or yeah, Saseko? He's he's hit and miss, not great. No, I think Freeman's got an edge there. If I gave you plus eight eighty, would that be enough to dabble in Michigan to the State final four? Final, don't have to win it all. No, just have to get there. Uh, UConn's got one spot. Yeah. Houston's got one spot. So get out of their bracket. So there's only two spots left. Um, I'm not sold on Purdue. I mean, how can mm-hmm. you be? Marquette, they got clobbered the they other did. day. They run out of the gym. They got throttled, and a lot of people were watching that game. Is um, uh, Arizona? Mm, I haven't seen enough of them. Put lately. it this way: Iowa State or Michigan State more likely to make a Final Four? Well, the odds tell us it is Iowa State, and it's not particularly close. Iowa State to make the Final Four right now at circa plus four fifty five. That's all. A team in the same kind of wavelength, Kansas. Plus 420. Kentucky has longer odds to make the Final Four than the Iowa State Cyclones <laughs> right now. Wildcats plus 550. Kentucky just had a big win over Auburn this week. They weekend. did. Huge on the road. Win. Yes. And complete. And we talked about their defense and how bad it was since then. Uh-huh. Well, I talked that one into uh-huh. existence, and that one's been going. Yeah, Norlander was in attendance at, uh, at the I Auburn game. I saw that. Yeah. His uh, first ever appearance. Well, that's what he said when he joined Alabama. us the week prior. Yes. Um, North Carolina's plus 385. Um, Oklahoma, Purdue's plus 160. What's UConn? I mean, uh, 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 do you have to lay money? Oh, it's got to be close, right? Plus 115. So it's heading in that direction. Um, Indiana State, 45 to 1. Got to make the bracket. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Iowa State's plus 455 to make the Final Four. Here's one that I actually, my my latest Final Four one, because I got, I don't know, maybe a half dozen now. Uh Auburn's on there that I got a really good price. A couple other longer shots. Not some of these favorites, but taking a shot, right? Okay. San Diego State, they're playing really well. Mm -hmm. I've watched them a couple of times here over the last week. Made it a year ago. Made it to the championship. Some recent history there. 13 to 1. What's Creighton? Creighton. Uh, they got to be towards the top. Most of these are alphabetical. Yes, 10 to 1 for the Blue Jays. Haven't done it before. No. I thought they were going to do it last year. Speaking of San Diego State. Yeah. The Blue Jays, they get a big one themselves. Ooh, this, tonight, this that's evening. for sure. I, we're going to talk some baseball. Yes. Uh, some odds, some baseball well, odds. So where do you want to go? Well, first, can you help me out here? How long are these Boris clients going to wait? He's in no rush. Now he's starting to talk, talk to owners, and Tom Ricketts threw him under the bus <laughs> yesterday, which is great. Yeah, I love so That's what my general manager's for. Oh, Call right, him. Right. And he said it, I thought, in a good way. Mm-hmm. In a way that absolutely wanna, have to yeah, agree didn't with. Didn't want to, yeah, say, all but right. The opening quote, I don't talk to Scott. Right. It just it cracked me up when I was reading it. But, yeah, I was looking at that. Snell's going to be a Yankee. Okay. Montgomery, just go back to Texas. Yeah. Right? Chapman. Mm, I don't know where you're going. Jays don't want you. Mm-hmm. Um, Bellinger's going to be a Cub. I think so, too. It's easy. If you are the Cubs right now, you do not want to give a long contract, which you completely understand, the flexibility and spending, those kind of things. You've made money, hand over fist. You own all of Wrigleyville now. You do. You are set up for the future. You mm-hmm. are good to go. Wouldn't you be willing? I don't. What's he asking for? What's a rough price range? 200? 200 over six? Probably, yeah, somewhere in that range. Why don't you just give him overspend for a two-year deal? Give him two seventy-five, two years, seventy-five million. You know, overspend, but then you know you don't have to worry about the liability mm-hmm. of the future. But just don't don't tack on the mutual option because <laughs> right. I guess I should kick out of that. The mutual option. No, that's no such thing as a mutual option. Yeah, they're they're not going to decline that. Right, that is a player option. 
the player is going to take that the buyout on the other side usually goes their way. But if I'm in the Cubs spot right now, I that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Hoyer, and I say we're willing to overspend on a two-year deal or a one-year deal, but we're not going to and give where a Where does he time. play? First base? Well, that's what it's going to be, right? I think because it has it's to be. Pete Armstrong. That's who I want it to be. And the Cubs farm system, ESPN, they're uh, they're top ten or maybe even higher. than They're that. number two at ESPN. Are they really now? Baseball perspective, I, th- I think I saw fourth or sixth, one of those two, Still. right around the five. Yeah, it, this is a good farm system, uh-huh. and they got guys coming here. Bellinger uh-huh. playing a short term deal. I think that's the one that makes a whole lot of sense. Well, but it's Boris, and Boris normally gets what he wants in these kind of deals. But now, we're in the middle of we're almost at the end. Never mind the middle. Oh, yeah. this is a leap year. There's 20, we got it, nine days. Yeah. Yeah. Nine days to go this year. But that would be something I would definitely be looking at from the Cubs' perspective. But as it pertains to the odds. All right. Well, if you want to bet on the Cubs right now to win the division. To win the division? Because I agree with you. Bellinger ultimately will be a Cub. Uh Uh-huh. So you want to do it now as opposed to when those numbers actually come out. To win the National League Central. A division that do we both agree is very much up for grabs? No doubt. The betting favorite? Is the Cardinals. Plus 150. I don't like that price. Trent, they did a lot. They needed to completely retool their starting pitching. Mm-hmm. They got older. <laughs> they did, yes. They, both, they, they they signed a bunch of old dudes. We'll see. We'll see if it works. Old dudes that don't inspire a ton of confidence no, they, either. Which Of the old dudes, would you say Sonny Gray's an old dude? Yeah. All right, so he would have been the best old yes, dude no of doubt. the old yeah. dudes. It is set up Sonny Gray, yeah. Michaelis, Kyle Gibson, yeah. Lance Lynn, Steven Matz? Mm, Matz has been awful since he left Toronto. A bullpen outside of Helsley, Gallegos. Mm-hmm. Who else are you overly confident in that bullpen? I don't see much. Wilson Contreras is a part-time catcher yeah. at this point in his yeah. career. Goldschmidt, we're not talking about a spring chicken here nope. anymore. Nope. Or Arnado, okay, you're set at the corners up the middle. Brendan Donovan? Mm. Shortstop Mason Wynn? Tommy Edmond, when he gets back, mm. an outfield with Edmond, Walker, Gorman. I like Walker. Newtbar. I like Newtbar. This is a plus 150 favorite no, to win it's a division? Not. No, no, it's not. Cubs are 2-1. to one. This is from Bet Rivers I'm looking at right now. Uh, the Cubs, I mean, the Brewers ran away with it last year. I, I would, eh, boy, somebody's going to win. I don't know. I don't like the division. I'm not sure I'd spend a nickel on this division. Cincinnati made that run that was really fun during June. They finished above 500, if memory serves, too. Plus 375. All right. Does that get you... Yes. The wheels are turning at yes. minimum there. Yes. Do a little more investigative uh-huh. work. Dig a little bit deeper. I'm the same way. A young pitching staff that we saw moments, but they still got a ways mm-hmm. to go with some of those young guys. Did but, they re-sign Jonathan India? I think they did, didn't they? I like him. Uh, did they or did he get yeah, away? Yeah, India, India's there. Good. Um, he is listed as day-to-day. What that means... Well, we're all day to day, right? Right. At plus three seventy five, and then the Brewers are plus six fifty. And I know they, they're selling off parts, and the council's gone. And plus six fifty again, another one. Maybe, maybe put that one for a half unit in the back pocket. Let's go to the American League Central then. The Twins we talked about when these odds came out, they were plus one twenty five at the time. Now, minus one twenty two to win the division. Buxton says he's going to steal thirty bases. I hope he plays thirty games. Um, I hope he plays more than 30 Well, days. I do too, but okay, I, right, okay. right, right now. That's, yes, yeah. <laughs> you set the over-under at 81 and a half games played. That's what you have to do with him. Unfortunately. I take the under. Who's the team? Is it? I think it's the Tigers. 
have the best chance to knock them off. If Fair the to Twins say. don't win it, it's not the Royals. Not yet. It's not the White Sox. No. I don't love the guard. I think it's the Tigers are the biggest threat. I like what the Tigers did getting Kenta Maeda. A year removed now from Tommy John. He'll get another year, and I think he's going to be adequate at mm-hmm. minimum. What's Jack Flaherty got left? When we see it, I mean, that first start with Baltimore, that like, was oh, great. Here, here he goes. Right. Then it was not, he's awful after yeah, that. Right. He's talented. Can Casey Mize turn into at least a dependable guy? He's been around for a couple of years. Scooble, I think, has got a chance to be. Is he their opening day pitcher? He will be, yeah. Really? He'll be, though, on a good team, he can be a number three. Mm-hmm. He's your number one right now. Mm. A lineup with Torkelson. I like him. He'll hit 30 bombs. He might also hit 197. Mm-hmm. You can get away with that what, in today's what kind of year, What kind of year does Javier Baez have? Another awful one. I what mean, has happened to him? Well, he was such a free swing. And you just you miss one little tick mm. when you have that wild of a swing. And we see what we see a he year ago. He was appointment TV. What he did with the glove and what, what he did in the bat. And now mm-hmm. he is just average. Yeah. Last year, hit 222. 238 the year before. Nine home runs last year in 136 games. Knocked in 59. Mm. Yuck. OPS 593. I mean, that's that's talking about backup middle infielder back from the mm. 1980s range. That's some ugly, ugly mm. numbers there. This guy was in the conversation all-star, certainly. Without a doubt. But more than that. The, the, all, the, all, the, with all the dudes that got away for the most part from the Cubs. And he's 31. We're not talking about a guy 38. He's 31 years old. That one's a wild one. Mm-hmm. I don't see it with the Tigers. I certainly so don't see it, it with the Guardians. So are the Twins home and home free? Oh, God, I hate to say this. I've been here before, but yes. I put my money where my mouth is. I bet them when they came out at plus 125. I bet they're over, which was 84 and a half, I think, at the time. I feel good about that one. All right, here's a question for you. You can't say the Dodgers in okay. the National League West. You can't say the Twins in the American League Central. Of the remaining four divisions, who's the most probable winner of any of the remaining four? Hmm. Would you say the Astros in the West? God, there's the defending champs right You took there out the Twins? So I can say I t- the Braves? You can say the Braves. I win the yeah. East. Do you yeah, think the Braves? Braves? Well, and betting-wise, it says that. Mm-hmm. Minus 335 for the Braves to really? win the East. Minus 670 for the Dodgers to win the West. Uh, next is the Twins that is laying that number. And then the Yankees, plus 135. No, the Astros, plus 115. Then the Yankees, plus 135. So Orioles no plus love for the Phillies? Eh, they'll win 88 to 92 games. Get in the playoffs. It's not going to be enough to win 100-plus. No, like the Braves probably will, will win 100-plus. And then they'll lose in the playoffs. We'll take a timeout. Miller and Condon, we will come back. Trent's plays of the day. Michigan State is, what did you say, eight and a half? Nine and a half. Nine, it's nine and a half now? Nine and a half. You told me it was going to be an eight-point game. That means you're grabbing those points. I'm grabbing them all day long, Trent Condon, but the people want to hear who you're betting, not me. That's next. Miller and Condon, Circus Sports sponsors. Again, Circus got a game watch tonight. Wellman's in West Glen. If you're looking for a place to watch the game uh, with Hawkeye fans or sign up at Circa, uh, Circa tonight uh, will be at Wellman's. West Glen, 6 until 8 for Michigan State hosting the Hawks. Miller and Condon, one more segment. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Final couple of minutes here on a Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow for you Cubs fans, uh, David Kaplan will join us at 1230. Uh, Chicago Sports in the spotlight tomorrow at 1230. Adam Emenecker is going to be with us, Bill Seals, and uh, Scott Dockerman, who couldn't join us today. He'll be back with us tomorrow to help recap Michigan State, Iowa. You're making some plays. How many? We got three. Give me Sparty minus the nine and a half at home again. Against Iowa, seen this too many times. A year ago aside, give me Michigan State. Just don't believe in the toughness at times of this Iowa team. Give me Maryland tonight. They're getting seven and a half in Bucky Land against Wisconsin. As we saw on Saturday, Wisconsin going the wrong way. Late night tonight, the Dons of San Francisco getting seven and a half at St. Mary. Should be a good game tonight in the WCC. All right, good stuff. Uh, Trent will be at Wellman's tonight in uh, West Glen. A game watch, Circa in town uh, for that one if you want to stop by from 6 until late and know they got a bunch of specials. Anyways, that's going to do it. Murph and Andy are next to the drive with Heather and Sean 3 to 6. Miller and Con at 11 to 1 Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.